Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. Got some weird technical stuff going on today, but. Yeah. Um, Sounds better now. Yeah. Maggie's been like backstage with us. We've had cat issues and we've also had like trying to get a, a visual uploaded. So I think that we've got that all figured out and we're, we're good to go. Um, yeah. If, uh, go ahead and say good morning from wherever it is that you are, um, wherever you it is that you're calling or listening from. Happy Collection Day in PA. It's Friday. Yep, exactly. Um, uh, announcements. Oh, uh, we got... Uh of course, NIADA coming mm-hmm. up. We've got their conference in Vegas. The what do they call it? The Accelerate Conference yeah. in June. So yeah. we speak on the twenty second, but we expect to be there throughout the event, um, mm-hmm. having some broadcast uh, events from the morning show, yeah. Nation TV, throughout the. the we, uh, we will be broadcasting live on Monday, Monday. and Wednesday. Right. Um, so the morning show will be broadcast live. We'll see if we can put up a few chairs. Uh, the NIADA has set up an area for different podcasters. And yeah. so, um, if y'all want to come join us and we'd love it if you came and joined yeah, us. Come so. see us. We're definitely different podcasters. Just different. Exactly. Um, anything or one other thing, uh, save the date. Um, August 1st right. is our next, uh, all day. It's not going to be all day. It's uh, we're only going to do four different sessions for our next all day live online event. Talking which about will, deal structure. Deal structure. Multiple so sessions on deal structure. We're going to drill into the numbers. Right on. Excellent. Yeah. And Robert Blankenship from um, Virginia, from Virginia yeah. says, Hey guys, have yeah, my collection Eastern department shore. watching today. Excellent. Checking in from the Eastern shore. Robert's of an example of somebody who's uh, had a successful operation. He's now moving toward uh more absenteeism, kind of semi-retirement, mm-hmm. enjoying some new property. So glad to have you here this morning, Robert. Yeah, absolutely. And good morning, George, too, to you as, as well. Um, all right. So again, this month is the month on collections. Yep. And um, we do have a special guest with us. And and Maggie, um, Maggie, I, I, I don't, I, I'm going to bring Maggie in and then I will ask her <laughs> about this. Good morning, Maggie. How Hi, are you? guys. Hey, it's good to see you. Thank you for having me back. You You're see your welcome. name on the screen, but you should introduce yourself. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Maggie Pagasic. That's a makeup for my last one. Uh, oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Maggie does a couple of things. Um, Maggie is the is uh, one of the partners, owners, and coach for C and M Coaching. Mm-hmm. as well as Maggie has her own podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I do. I have a podcast. It's called Elevate with CNM Coaching. Uh, it's on you know Spotify, Apple, pretty much everywhere, Anchor, wherever you go to find them. And we do all kinds of stuff. I have guests, but I also play actual phone calls. So collections calls, sales calls, receptionist calls. We talk about basic customer service skills, pretty much like all the tips and things that you want to know phone related mostly. Excellent. Excellent. And we actually were talking before, it's like, is this you do do you discuss this and this and yeah and Maggie's like yes I do so okay so it's 
phone. It's collections. There's there's some really yeah. good information and tips that, and in general, whether or not it be phone or in person, yes. um, that that Maggie's going to be able to share with us. So I wanted to. Um, I don't think we talked about this on the last podcast that you were on, but about uh, uh, kind of how we met. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, we were at um, NABD or we yes. And I'd seen you at other events and I knew who you because you'd come across Same. my feet and I'm like, that's Maggie. Mm -hmm. And I really would like to meet Maggie. <laughs> so I cornered her Not in a exactly, really weird place right? in the ladies' restroom. <laughs> and and it's like, Maggie. I, I, you know, I, I think that we should meet. And, um, and so we, you know, just very briefly had this, uh, like, it's so nice to meet you. Cause I think that we've yeah. both been, been, um, paying attention to each other. And so, you know, after that fast friends, I mean, right. immediate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, we're really glad that, uh, that we can count you as a friend and have you come and, and share some of your expertise with us because you just, you have, just such a wealth of experience and knowledge in the in the realm of collections. Yeah, and, and calls. You've, you've established a, a niche where there's just a huge demand. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're a busy person because there's just a lot of uh, folks could use some help with um, collections, you know, phone mm -hmm. work and and also on the sales side. We, we've had you talk about um, you know phone work with sales, and so um, so I think uh, you know people can certainly refer to that. Uh, podcast from the past, we can link it so you can find what she shared on the sales side of things. But for today, we're talking collections. And I know you've got some material to share from Maggie that um, you, you want to lead yes. into the material that you brought. I have I have both a visual and I have a an audio. An audio. Would you yeah. like to start with? <laughs> so I brought a phone call that we could play. Um, and it's like a relatively, you know, good call. I um, I'm actually going to be speaking at the compliance conference coming up oh. Monday, Tuesday. I speak Tuesday uh, and I'm bringing only bad calls with me. So, oh. which is fun. Um, but today I brought like a fairly good one because I, I think in the theme of what you're talking of, like how to improve your collections department and make things better overall, it was more appropriate to bring something like that. Um, but I do have like a, a process that we like to follow and I sent you our pyramid which is the easiest way for me to kind of organize a collections call and explain what it should sound like. So I guess we could go over that first and then play the call because you can see how the rep kind of follows the process. Um, so I like to think of phone calls like a pyramid. So you start up at the top, even though pyramids are built from the bottom up, um, but you're starting at the top and you're working your way down. And with each step you're completing, you're building more of a relationship with your customer. That's kind of the overall goal, particularly in sales. Um, in a collections call, it's like just getting from A to B, right? We want to get that payment taken. Uh, we want to figure out if they're past due, why, and then get to the end of the call and prep them for their next payment already. So the first thing that we have up at the top is the greeting. So a full and complete greeting would be, you know, thank you for calling CNM Coaching. This is Maggie. How can I help you? Just like that. So some sort of an opening. It could be good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for calling. It really doesn't matter. You just want something to invite your customer into the call. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, your store name, like it states here. Uh, and then or your department, collections department, whatever. Because like sometimes the store and the collections, the finance area has a different name. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, your name 
is so important because those first five seconds of that call set the tone. We all know that whole psychology aspect. I've talked about it a thousand times, but like it's out there. You know, those first five seconds set the tone for the call. Your voice inflection plays a major role in how things are going to go here. So make sure you're good and introduce yourself. Otherwise, it's kind of like you expect this person to tell you all this personal information and they don't even know who you are. Um, How can I help? My one of my favorites. I'm not a fan of I can help because we want to invite them in again. We're not trying to give statements. And then, of course, the smile so that your voice inflection is really great. So that would be like the example of a good greeting. And then after that, we have this blue category, which is the details category. So, you know, I've definitely had some debates with some of my uh, friends in the field about what you want to do for verification. I like to protect the dealer. All I care about is making sure that they're safe. So verify your customer's account. Like you can't even call Verizon to ask a question about your bill without them asking you detailed personal information. They're not going to go into it. So why would a lender not ask personal information to verify they have the right person on the line? So I like to do their name and the last four of their social or their date of birth and their vehicle. You're thinking information that only they're going to have. If it's somebody calling to make a payment for somebody else, then you just need to figure out Do I have the right customer on the phone? Because I've seen that happen too, where they've processed a payment, two customers in the system with the same name, and the payment's gone to the wrong account. And in Mm -hmm. one circumstance, it accidentally got repossessed, which is no no. no good. (laughs) Um, So be careful and like ask something. I mean, if my mom called to make my car payment, she would know what street I lived on. So just ask that, just something to make sure you have the right account before you apply a payment mm-hmm. from a non-account holder. Um, and then after that, you know, if they're past due, how much do they owe? When did they owe it? If it's a current customer just making a payment, here's how much you owe. After that, we move kind of into this gold section, the payment area. I, If you keep cards on file, get the last four digits of the card number please don't read information off to the customer. Don't say, you know, do you still work at Target? Do you want me to use card one, two, three, four? You want them to give you the information, not only because it helps prevent mistakes, but also because we want accurate information. If they're moving around and you don't have GPS on the car, you need to know where they live. You need to know where they work. So once a month, like you can see here, I kind of have it like bracketed out. I like to verify their employer, their home address, a good phone number or a secondary number just in case. And then their email, if you do any email communications or email marketing, even on the sales side. Mm -hmm. And then after that, hey, do you authorize us to process this payment today in the amount of blank? In the situation where you're doing payment arrangements, because we were talking kind of backstage a little bit about partial payments and things like that. That also happens in this category here. It's just more so of making sure that we know how much the customer has to pay now. So yeah. I like to ask them, like say they owe 250, I'll say, hey, you know, the total amount due today is 250. I can take that payment for you now and then kind of pause. And the reason we do this is psychology basically. But if you ask an open-ended question like, hey Michelle, how much can you pay today? you're probably in your mind already thinking of an excuse and you're prepared for me to ask you a question. But then when I say, I can take that payment for you right now, and then I stop, now you're like, well, my excuse doesn't work because she didn't ask me why I couldn't pay or how much I can pay, what do I do now? And it helps us get a more organic, natural response from them. So if it's like 250 and, and you say to me, you know, I don't have the full 250, I'll say, well, how short are you of making your payment in full? Not how much can you pay, no. but how short are you? 
Mm -hmm. So we did A B testing. How much can you pay versus how short are you? And how mm -hmm. short are you was miles ahead in collection. So it helps you to just get as much as you can because they also want to hit that goal. If there's somebody that truly is in a you know situation and they need help this time, they want to get there. They want to make the full payment. They just might mm -hmm. not truly have it all. So how short are you of making your payment in full helps to give them a little well, nudge. And, in they've, that and they've already done the math. And so they, you know, they know, and it's kind of, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's not a question. I think asking it that way, they're not expecting that kind of no. question. And so they're, they're expecting how much can you pay? And they're like, well, I have $250. So I'm going to offer two twenty-five. Yep, exactly. And yeah. it, it just makes it a lot easier too for the collector. And it helps you stay in control. Because if I ask you, Michelle, how much money can you give me? Who's in charge of the answer now? Who's in control of the call? I mean, you essentially are. You can say, yeah. I have a dollar. I actually have a phone call like that that I played. Um, I don't remember where I played it. Maybe Buy Here, Pay or United. Um, but they asked, like, how much can you pay? And he was like, I got a buck. Can you take that? And then they had a good chuckle. And then he made an actual payment. But it's like a good example of what can happen when you uh -huh. say, exactly. you pay. So yeah. after that, I like to move into that closure step, you know, offer reoccurring payments or collateral protection coverage. If you have that, even just that mentioning of auto pay can help you over time kind of beat it into their head. And eventually, hopefully they sign up for it. But that repetition is really important. Mm -hmm. And then of course, if there's any sort of like, um, like a lot of places will do, you'll, you'll save $2.99. I mean, if you've got somebody making weekly or biweekly payments, that adds up at the end of the year. That's like an extra payment for some people. Just mm -hmm. avoiding that two ninety nine processing charger. I've heard up to like twelve dollars in some wow. stores. It's crazy. So sign up for auto pay, right? Encourage them to do it. Not only does it save the collector time on Fridays, like mm -hmm. somebody from PA said, collection Friday. Yeah, it saves you time <laughs> if you can get them to sign up for auto pay. Yeah. Um, but also, it helps the customer in the end. And then. This recap step, I have to say, when I first started listening to collections calls six or seven years ago, whatever it was, I noticed that nobody was telling the customer when their next payment was due. And I mean, you go to the dentist and they want to schedule your teeth cleaning for six months from now. You know, they want to get you in the books, get them in the right mindset. Hey, Michelle, your next payment is going to be due on June 1st. I look forward to talking to you then. Have a great day. Simple, basic customer service, but setting that expectation of the next on-time payment. So yeah. I recommend you guys like take a screenshot of this image. It's a really simple call flow. It doesn't have my exact verbiage on here, um, you know, but it's it's pretty simple to kind of figure out the little things that you want to try to do. Yeah, that makes an awful lot of sense. And I and I was noticing um, one of the things you talked about on the closure, and this is something we we have dealers mention to us every once in a while, is um, you know offering hey uh, you know the auto pay and then mm -hmm. any other products that you might have yeah. um, to be able to help with that. Do you ever during the details? Um, uh, I and I can't see this clearly because it's. Um, there's a you lot have a million things open yeah. on, my, on my computer screen. <laughs> um, talk about insurance. So usually what we do uh, is customize our questions to match what the dealer needs to know. Oh, okay. So Great. yes, I will uh, verify the insurance in that area too. Plus it also helps if you offer CPC because then a little bit later, if you know they don't have insurance or they're not happy with it, bam, you can throw it in and you're close your step. So it's good for knowledge. Yeah. I, you know, 
one of the things that I like to do, I, the reason I say once per month is like, again, you do still have those weekly, those biweekly callers. You don't need to ask them for their address every time they call, but put good notes in the system. Hey, I verified, you know, information and everybody at the, you know, store should know what information means. So it should mean, you know, name, obviously, um, address, phone number, employer, and also insurance. If that's part of things you want to verify, anything you want to verify, if you're putting notes in that you did it, it should mean that you did all of it. And putting notes in, Mm-hmm. huge, all of the stuff, like really, and we really encourage all the people Just that we work take with, notes. <laughs> regardless, regardless of what kind of communication you're having, mm-hmm. anytime they reach out to you or you have to reach out to them, take good detailed notes. And it's the number one complaint. Oh, absolutely. Collectors. Yeah. Absolutely. I am. Um, I used to um, manage a kind of a customer service team across the U S and had about um, mm-hmm. 20 people at the height of our season. And, and we, you know, we as a team would be like, all right, do we want to use acronyms for things? So we know we talked about this, this, and this, and it's, it's kind of, it's nice to get everybody on the same page. Notes are great. Um, and it's kind of a fun thing. If you've got a team, it's like, what are the things that we should use for the notes? What acronyms, whatever. And so it just decreases how much time you have to be spending, but everyone has to understand the moment they look at those notes. I usually do like IV for info verified and then your initials and the date. Some softwares actually track who typed it in. So then you don't have to worry about that part. Then I'll just do IV. And then everyone knows for the rest of the month, this person you know, was offered auto pay and they declined. And if that happens, I usually just say something like, oh, Michelle, I can see last week we offered you auto pay and you weren't interested, but your next payment is due, you know, June 1st, talk to you then. And then I know IV, you know, means I verified all the information in the, you know, details and the payment category. Mm -hmm. And then also I offered auto pay or collection, you know, collateral protection coverage. It would be nice if our DMS gave us a little checkbox where we could check I verified so that other users could easily see that it was last verified. Well, (laughs) this is ongoing. There's a lot of beefs that we have about like, okay, how do we make a dealer's life easier? Mm-hmm. You know, when they're spending that kind of money on a GMS, yeah. but, yeah. um, sure. uh, okay. Any other questions on this before we uh, play? Yeah. A- Actually, well, mm-hmm. maybe not this, we can listen to the call. I think, um, uh, but one quick thing to kind of throw in there, maybe you can address it as we kind of listen to the call is you touched on, you know, length of time and the call. Mm-hmm. And I know that obviously from an efficiency standpoint, if we're a big call center with a big portfolio, we're very mindful of the amount of time that we spend. But I think what I'm always concerned about, and you also mentioned auto pay, which we know is a beautiful thing and we need to take advantage of it because we're concerned about the connection to the customer and our ability to um, maintain some level of relationship and, mm-hmm. you know, level of equity and trust with the customer. So we can't rush through a call and just do mechanical phone calls and expect to end up with a result like that. If we move the customer to auto pay, we don't talk to them again for the next two years, mm-hmm. then you know, obviously we can find other ways to maintain a relationship with them besides talking yeah. to them on the collection call. But I'm wondering if you're coaching, like what's an appropriate amount of time to, to give, like if, if you're, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not a chatty Kathy, but I'll talk to people on an elevator. Like I'm going to talk to the customer and chat mm-hmm. a little bit. And if I'm, sometimes I'll make an excuse that I'm waiting for the system. We did a yeah. poll a while back, Maggie, where we, we asked dealers, do you, do you ask your collectors to, um, ask the customer how the car is performing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I don't want to have anything to do. I don't want my collectors asking that question. But for me, I oh, would, that's so funny. I, yeah, it's just yeah. like so. I think it's like striking up conversation, 
showing the customer. So there would be ways that I would, I wouldn't mind a little longer call. Like to me, that's an appropriate investment in the mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. with the customer. So I think that's one of the things we try to navigate. And then we can roll your little clip. And I wanted to say too, though, one of the things we did three or four years ago, probably maybe longer, I quit coaching collectors without the dealer present because it was my belief that if the dealer doesn't know, and of course we have software I want to ask you about, but if the dealer doesn't know what the collectors are being asked or the, whoever the supervisor is, general manager, collection supervisor, they got to know the stuff. And I typically would only do it if the dealer were present because a lot of things we ask collectors to do is not so easy to do, right? They're probably going to fall back to their old habits unless there's somebody there to hold them accountable to these practices. And I would, I would clarify that it's like the dealer needs to go through collection phone training. Right. Dealer doesn't necessarily have to be there for every time there's a coaching call or every time there's a training, you know, like a new person and you're training them in the, in the ways of the force or the collection, you know, and so they don't have to be (laughs) there for all of them, but that's one thing that we've really dealers need to understand and buy in to every bit of training that their team gets. I mean, it's, it's funny because sometimes I'll get an email and I'll be like, we need to, we need to pause coaching. I need to watch my expenses. And I'm like, this is not an expense. This is an investment because you don't know what they're doing. We do because we're listening to their phone calls. We can hear interpersonal phone calls too. We know what they're saying. And the only reason you know what they're saying is because we're sending you reports, letting you know what's happening in the call. So I, I've never, ever thought of training as an expense. Even, you know, 20 years ago when I got, you know, a job working for a chiropractor, we always did training, always consistently. And he he always saw it as an investment in his people. And that's how I feel very strongly about it not just because I own a company, but because if you don't constantly learn things that you need to know to be better at your job, especially when your job is really floating the business, Mm because isn't the collections department one of the most important departments at the store? So like, let's make sure that they're doing what they should be. It is funny that you mentioned that though, Jim, about asking how the car is doing, which kind of makes me feel like there's a bigger issue if we're afraid to ask that question. Right, right. Maybe we need to have a chat about recon. Um, But, you know, I've had, (laughs) I've had stores do it uh, where they've asked the customer, you know, how is the vehicle performing? And if there's an issue, they transfer them to service. Exactly. Like you don't want to end up that person. You you never ask. And then something bad happens. They can't afford their payment and they disappear. Yeah. Right. You, you get a call because you're towing it in from the roadside. Somewhere. Yeah. So I would just yeah. much rather be proactive, engaged. I think it also shows the customer that you you do care in some way and you, yeah. you're, you're trying to be proactive about that. And well, if the customer knows the car's been on the yeah. 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 So it's like it's this different matter. <laughs> but they But our collectors touch the customer more than anybody. And so they I, I kind of, um, mm-hmm. that reminds me that, you know, I feel like when I see our, the impact of these calls that we're talking about with uh, collectors and customers. I think those calls and that relationship in our collection department has a far bigger impact on our repeat and referral business than our sales department ever will. And so I I think this is why Mm -hmm. I think it's so important for us to get this, the relationship side, you know, nailed down, do as well as we can. And like I say, if they move to auto pay, then we'll find another way to interact with them. But yeah, uh, this is just, um, and part of what we feel like yeah. is, is how dealers are going to be successful going forward. We, we kind of see some rocky times, you know, dealers are already having some struggles here, but uh, you know, with inflation yeah. and what it is and whatever else is going yeah. on. I'd like to time. add a little bit of, of, of Michelle color to that. <laughs> um, you know, you can have superstar people like really uh, they talk an awful lot about their rock star sales team. 
-hmm. And you can have a rock star sales team and have a mediocre collections team and they're not coming back. You can have a mediocre sales team and a rock star collections team and they're coming back. Yeah. That's to me, it's like, that's how important it is. You have rock stars for your collection. Um, and not just for referrals too, but like even just objection handling. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This car has been a problem. Come pick it up. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you know that she takes grandma to church on Sundays. How are we going to get grandma to church on Sundays if I come get your car? Let's think about this. Let's talk about some of the things that you've already invested into this vehicle so that we can work together to keep you in this car because it's important yeah. that you have transportation. You wouldn't know that if you didn't have a relationship with them. Or take notes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, right. I mean, we do talk at most, most collectors have hundreds of people that they are part of their, their pool of that they're responsible for. Take good notes. It's in bright red on our scripts, you know, yeah. at the top, read notes. And then at the bottom, enter notes. Because mm -hmm. again, it's the one thing they complain about, you know, when you're doing a one-on-one, -on -one, it's the first thing they say is there's so-and-so here takes terrible notes. And that is a problem, especially yeah. if it's a really past due customer or you're dealing with like somebody who's getting close to repo and maybe they've done a bunch of promise to pays, but haven't held up their end of the bargain. You know, you need that information as ammunition to help you collect. Well, so, well one thing that we really encourage dealers is you don't do it from a verbal. You all, it's like, here's yeah. verbal. We're sending you a thing. Go ahead and sign the thing. Mm -hmm. that says, I'm, I mean, there's so many ways to do that now, right? I can text you something right now and have you sign it and send it back to me. We have it in 30 seconds. Like, exactly. Just, just and that's, that's another thing. It's like, and it's an investment in, in your collections department to give them the, the tools yes. that they need to be able to really effectively help. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play this thing. Uh, all right, uh, let's play it. Let's see how long it is. I, I, <laughs> it's I, probably really short. I mean, it's probably, you know, under a minute and he, you know, manages to do everything in that time. Yeah. So, so let's go ahead and play that real quick. Hey, no, I speaking with today, please. Yes, Mr. What can I do for you? I need to make a payment. No problem. Let me just uh, pull up the account here real quick. And oh, the amounts due uh, that was due yesterday would be five hundred thirty-six dollars and thirty-eight cents. Yeah, I was only paying the two sixty-two uh, or two sixty-one, and then oh. I'm paying uh, the two sixty-one again next Monday. Gotcha. All righty. No, no problem. No problem. Let me uh, two sixty-one sixty-five, and uh, what will be the last four of the uh, account that we'll be using to pay it off? Perfect. All right. So let me just put it here. Two sixty-one, sixty-five. All right. Bear with me for a bit, Jeremy. Six zero. Ah, here we go. Okay. My bad. So the payment oh, went in. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's just it took a while, and then basically it just went in for anyways. Um, two hundred sixty-one dollars sixty-five cents. May a payment has been made. I'm sending. I actually just sent you the uh, email receipt. That way you can review just in case. Alrighty. Alright. And uh, yeah, feel free to give us a call on Monday so we can uh, punch in the rest for you. All right. Cool. Thank you. Sure. To appreciate it. Take care. Bye bye. Alright. You too. Bye bye. Quinn. Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to play it again. <laughs> so I was pulling up my notes because. Um, you know, I mean, he was really friendly and professional, but like from a compliance standpoint, he missed some stuff. 
Um, he didn't verify the vehicle or the date of birth or really any, you know, he got his name, which I had to scramble. Um, didn't read the notes, right? We were just talking about notes. There were notes in there about a partial. He didn't read that. Um, also, what about the other half of the payment? I mean, that's something that's easy to miss, right? Like when you're listening to it, you don't realize, oh, shoot, he never asked about the other half of the payment. When's that happening? Uh, we should confirm that. Yeah. 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 I mean, even if the notes are in there, just confirm it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the last thing I had was that he didn't ask for authorization to process the payment, which like, you know, there's some debate on that anyways, about using phone calls for proof in, in situations of, you know, um, reversals or whatever, you know, when they fight, mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't authorize this charge. But it's important to still ask the question and get the verbal yes from the customer. As long as your calls are recorded, you still have some sort of proof that this is what happened. So and, and when you're verifying the identity combined with asking that question, it's just a much better fit. You know, but it was a nice short phone call. He didn't really build any rapport with the customer, which I do think kind of plays back into that aspect of like what you were saying, Jim, about having that relationship. Mm -hmm. It sounded like just because I hear a lot of these, this, these two people don't communicate with each other regularly. And he had made a promise to pay with someone else that he probably knows better. And that happens sometimes too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just have to use like your, your voice inflection. His voice was really good. He was friendly. And that yeah. aspect of it was good. It was just a couple of contents that I would have liked to have heard him. So I wonder, and I didn't prepare you for this question. So if you don't know the answer, just say, <laughs> oh, think about that. Um, so the, uh, I'm wondering, like, when you think about the personality profile or persona of somebody that you if you were doing interviews and hiring somebody for collections like i wonder what kind of can you think of somebody who's representative like even it could be somebody on tv a celebrity or anybody that we know that might um be reflective of the kind of personality that you feel like would be successful in collections anything come to mind on that so surprisingly enough i think of like waitresses um, bartenders, mm -hmm. uh, people who are really used to putting up with a lot of you know what and can maintain their composure. I think that's like the best place to go because, you know, you walk up to a table of 12 people. Hey, how can I take, you know, how can I help you and take your orders, you know, taking drinks and then remembering things and then rushing around and bringing things back. This is somebody that can work in a high stress environment. They can deal with people complaining about food or drinks being made wrong or complaints about waiting too long for things. And they can keep a smile on their face the whole time. So maybe, you know, collector by day, waitress by night. I don't know. But I think that it's really a great place to look for people in the service industry because they're used to that fast paced environment and they're usually outgoing. So Agreed. Michelle would do well too, because living with me, she has to put up with a lot of, you know what? So I'm sure she would do great. I, mean, I, I well, I've, I've, is that true, Michelle? Um, <laughs> I'm uh, completing the fifth. I've waited tables and I've bartended too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I completely get it because, you know, you've got to be able to, to approach, um, and another part of being a good server is a good server is someone who can approach the first customer and the last customer with the same Yes, kind of energy and and um and mm -hmm. attitude. Um, I was with many of the the dealers that we work with. I've suggested, you know, you can go to to um 
Vistaprint or whatever, have a little business card with mm -hmm. your contact information on it and something that you can, you know, write like it says, Hey, I love the service you gave. And then a yeah. little note or something on the back that says, if you're ever looking for a difference, this is what we do. And this is what we pay. Call me. Um, call me. I'd love mm -hmm. to interview you for it. I do that too. I tell people that all the time because mm -hmm. especially in this industry, you know, the turnover is hard. Sure. And collections is the is is the worst, like emotionally and mentally on people. And so it is important that you kind of get your name out there and get a steady stream of business cards out into the field. Yeah, I get exactly. Exactly. And then, and I think a lot of people that go into to the service industry, it's usually like their first job and they're good at it and they do well. And you can I, you know, if you've got a really great pay plan. Yeah. And you can create a great like uh, um, bonus structure or whatever for collectors. It, it can be a it'll be, can be a nice carrot and provide training. As long as you provide training, you can't okay. just stick Thank them you. in the job. Yes. <laughs> Teach them what to do, please. Exactly. Um, and uh, yes, and so I'm going to throw up your website, CNM Coaching, C A N D M coaching.com yeah. is where you can find the website for all of that. And, and Maggie, if you guys are anyone out there in listening land is, has, has not engaged, um, Maggie and their team, um, please, that, you know, give, that give website, hit that website. Absolutely. And I, and I know that Maggie, um, ha has done like, Hey, I'll, I'll do an audit and then let's see what yeah. we do and how we can. I like to do those first because yeah. I don't know what's going on if I don't, you know, yeah. So it, it's the best place to start. If you're recording your phone calls and you want to know, hey, do you, can you help my collections team? Send me one. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, who's the partner in CNM? Like who's the C? In Cyrus. C uh, my partner, Cyrus. You guys met him at the last conference that we were together. Um, he does everything behind the scenes. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably only going to see him at conventions like yeah. you know he's gonna come up and say hey cyrus yeah. uh, and, and his website too so yeah yeah, yeah. i was perusing around well it that. makes sense you've got the trademark red hair like that makes sense that you would be out I front know. yeah and i've been doing the phone training for i think almost 13 years now uh so you know i've been doing this for a very very long time yeah. and he has been on the other side of that you know hands-on in dealerships so mm -hmm. it's a yeah. good we're a good match yeah, absolutely and then he tolerates me like it's hard to find someone to put up with this <laughs> you're delightful so there's not a lot of fault yeah. not a lot of well. <laughs> you're interested in just hearing more calls and some of maggie's um maggie's insight um elevate by mm -hmm. CNM coaching is the is the podcast that Maggie does and and I um we actually on our uh buy here pay your nation television website we added Elevate as an other offering um, for coaching. For mm -hmm. well, and it's 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 good information. So um, we're we're happy to to be able to spread the word because um, you know, folks need help. They need help, and yes. everyone, yeah, exactly. free help too. You know, that was <laughs> yeah. like, it was like why not share what I know? You know, and mm -hmm. I have a lot of salespeople that listen to it too that have dealer owners that aren't interested in investing in that, so they use that you know, information to help them for free. Yeah, good, exactly. Good. Exactly. Well, Maggie, um, do you want to stick around backstage real fast yeah. so we can say a proper goodbye? Thank you so much for <laughs> joining for us. Thanks for having today. me. I appreciate it. If anyone has any questions, reach out to me. I'm happy to answer them.
Excellent. Excellent. Thanks again, Maggie. All righty. Well, Good happy stuff. Friday. Happy Collections Friday. All of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have uh, Brent Carmichael next week. I have to refer to the schedule to make sure, but we'll uh, we'll be finishing up on collections. I know we have Tommy Brandis on the 31st. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, tune in and we're going to st stick with collections throughout May and uh, look for uh, you folks at uh, the Elevate Conference in Vegas in June. All right. Have a great rest of your day and weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Talk to you all later. Thanks, guys. Yeah.